What's up, hockey fans? Dev here to tell you about the greatest way to gamble in the state of Minnesota, and that is betteredge.com. That's B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com. Right now, you can get $5 for free to bet on your favorite teams just by signing up using the promo code 10K. Yeah, and you guys can bet on a variety of sports, professional golf if you want to. I mean, the, the sky's the limit with it. You can bet with your friends. You can join competitions. And you can take our money, too. Just look out for our uh, orders when we put them out for certain games and take them up and win some money because we're dipshits. So you could for sure win some money off of us. Hey, guys, this is Kurt Cousins. You're listening to the Wild Takes Podcast. God bless. Going Kaprizov in for a chance to win it. He scores! Kirill, the thrill is for real. And Brodziak ahead. Two on one with Niederreiter. He scores! Nito Niederreiter wins it for the Wild. Cut off by Mata. Throws it off front. for the wild penalty shot to tie the game it blasts it oh my what a shot Fiala Kaprizov scores the thrill breaks the seal and wins in overtime you're listening to the wild takes podcast presented by 10,000 takes Welcome to the Wild Takes Podcast, presented by 10,000 Takes. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the podcast where we talk about the wild while our lady friends watch The Bachelor. I am Dev. With me, as always, is my recently healthily attractive co-host, Zooch. Zooch, how are you now that you beat what was technically not the Coco, but kind of felt like maybe it was the Rona? Yeah, I mean, if that wasn't Corona, the Omicron, whatever variant is out now, I don't know what is flavor of the week, baby. That was that was not fun. I literally was in bed for about three or four days last week. When I say that, I physically could not move or get out of bed. It just every time it was, I was getting cold, and you're just your body's like, "Hey, go lay back down in bed. You're not supposed to move around, and your body does not feel good enough to move around. So how about you get back in bed?" <laughs> not uh, on Wednesday. It's garbage day. There might have been snow or something happened. And see, this is this week just all blended together. My neighbor's like knocking on the door, pounding on the door. They're like, you know, the, the plower is here. You got you got to move your car. It's like, yeah, I'm aware. I can't fucking move. Yeah. So I'm out there withering away in my frozen car that's got tons of snow on it. You know, just backing it up, moving it out. I'm sure so that was really great for your long-term stuff. health. Come over and talk to me as I'm freezing in the cold. I'm like, lady, I'm sick. <laughs> just go in my house. I feel like such a dick. My new neighbors are just like, don't talk to that guy over there. He just screwed you. <laughs> but, you know, we got through it. Feeling good now. Wild coming back. What? Yeah. Tomorrow? The Wild will be back tomorrow. We are recording this Tuesday night. And the big news of the day is that uh, Marco Rossi and Matt Boldy are on their way up. They will be making their NHL debuts on Thursday against the Bruins in Matt Boldy's hometown. Victor Rask was waived. Connor Shaw is also going to play. Thursday is going to be a must-watch hockey game if you're at all interested in what the future of the Minnesota Wild are going to look like. Yeah. And, I mean, not even the future for, you know, this season, but the, the far along 
guys are going to be here for three, four years to, you know, on their rookie deal, showing us what they got. I think maybe for Rossi, it'll be a couple of years. Boldy's might be, this might get a little dicey for Matt Boldy now, because I believe he just, I think he shoots through one of his years of his contract now. So now Boldy shoots through it regardless. Rossi's the one that, uh, if he, he, if Rossi plays under nine games this year, including the playoffs, his contract tolls, uh, and this doesn't count as a like a service year to use the baseball term, right? But Boldy, well, Bur- Boldy works through regardless. Well, here, here's the deal. I think Garen at this point, you got two players that in the AHL are above a point of game right now, and you got spots. Let's see what the kids can do. Bring them up. I was a little surprised we didn't see Beckman come up as well instead of uh, Shaw. But you kind of get where they're coming. If you're going to bring up two guys to make their debut, bring another guy who's been here at least. For a couple exactly, years. yeah. That was my thought, is you probably don't want to have three guys making their debuts. Well, I guess, no, Beckman played earlier this year. Um, Beckman, Beckman, well, he played for what a game, I think. A game. He played for like two games, like 12 yeah. minutes of ice time total. Looked all right. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. No, I think you're right. I think you probably want to bring up a Connor Shaw. Um, I honestly, I would have guessed it was going to be Kyle Rao if uh, yeah. you had a gun to my head and said, who's going to be the third guy from Iowa they call up? That would have been my guess. But, hey, Connor Shaw is a good player. Higher upside, I get it. Well, yeah, and I think it's another guy where Beckman, the reason Beckman isn't called up, the guy that's going to power play minutes. When he comes up, you want to give him power play minutes. Well, guess what? You got Rocky and Boldy who are taking the power three minutes now. Which, by the way, another all time, all time great Dean Evison moment. Um, they, uh, they run out. So Marco, Marco, and 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 Boldy show up today. You know, this morning as we're recording this, they show up and they immediately get put on power play one, power play two. Rossi's going to be on one. Boldy's going to be on two. And uh, somebody asks Evison in the after practice, says, "Hey, you know, why are Rossi and Boldy already on the power play. He goes, well, our power play sucks. So we kind of had to figure something out there, figure we might as well mix it up, which like, what a great, just tell like it is quote. Somebody on Twitter responded to when Russo tweeted out that quote. Evison is probably not as good of a quote as Bruce, but he's getting damn close. He's got some good ones. Speaking of our guy, Bruce, uh, what, 8-0 for Bruce Boudreau now? Over there. Yeah, man. Eight in a row for Bruce Boudreau. Let's go, baby. Good, good. How about they they squeak themselves into a first round match? Oh, that would be fun. I didn't even think about that until just the second. I mean, I'd rather play them than a Golden Knights team that probably is going to find a wild card if they don't healthy real quick. Patch already going out. Yeah, I I would rather. I think I would rather play them too. Not just because, not just because you know they are obviously not as good of a team as the Golden Knights are going to be. But I'm still salty about Bo Horvat scoring a winner on my birthday. Back in the bubble. Bo Horvat took away probably, hopefully, the only chance in my lifetime I'll ever have to see the Wild win on my birthday. So fuck Bo Horvat. I will never forgive you, you bitch. You know, (laughs) that that bubble series was a game... uh, they won game one, I'm pretty sure. They won game one. Game two, we got shut out. We got shut out one of those games, and it was ugly. The whole game, we didn't have any scoring chances. It was like you're watching, like, okay, are we going to, you know, 
maybe attempt to score goals today, or we just keep <laughs> dumping it in and dumping it. They they played during the day for one of them, and the other two were late at night. But yeah, you had that. You had Bo Horvat ruining you know your birthday, and you had a goal seven seconds into overtime. We call that the Minnesota Golden Gopher Special. They also let the goal back in the day roar. Yeah, I'm going to get real close to the microphone so everybody can hear this just <laughs> exasperated sigh. <sighs> God damn it. <laughs> it's so frustrating. But you know what? We've talked about it a lot this year, this season in particular. This particular season of the, the Minnesota Wild, they're a team that doesn't give up. They're a team that... Maybe it's dumb for me to say, you know, forgive me because I was uh, in the moment and I, I I don't remember a lot of the the exact sequence of events. I remember everything that happened in the game of the in the Winter Classic, but I don't remember the exact sequence of events. But I think at one point it was like six one or something like that, right? Uh, yeah. In the second period, that second period was terrible. It was really really bad. And Five even when we were down six one or whatever it was, I'm sitting around telling the people next to me, be like, it'll be fine, it'll be fine. We'll be okay. We can come back from this. And like, you know, mathematically, that's a real tough, uh, tough hill to climb. But my logic was, well, the blue scored five or six unanswered. We can do the same thing. You know what? What? Why? Why not us? We have a period and a half left of hockey. Why the fuck not? And, and by golly, we almost did. And you know what? That was awesome. Um, Obviously, you were still sick at the time. For making that a six-five game with around three minutes to go, so I know. In, in, in Bennington, I'll give credit where it's due. I'm not a huge fan of the guy. He made the save. It wasn't just a, a no. That wasn't save. a routine that, save at all. No, that that he used the knob of the stick. He deflected that puck out of play. It was pretty impressive. He he's really good at using the nub, like. That's not the first time he's done that where he like does like a little side flip and like does like the back end of his blocker and like his tape job gets it and it like barely knocks it off target. That's like the probably the third or fourth time I can think of that he's done that. It's very goddamn frustrating as an opposing <laughs> fan. I knew he got robbed too. Yeah. I want to talk about the winter classic. Obviously you didn't get a chance to go. Like I flew in from North Carolina. It was super, super fun. You, unfortunately you were sick still, which was a bummer. Um, how was it on TV? I do want to know that. Awesome. Like I, I just remember sitting there watching, and I was like, "This is too, too long of a time coming, man." I mean, it was just like yeah, you, you have the twin vibes of it all. You know, there's snow on the ground. You see the stadium, and you're like, "Hey, yeah, what, what's going on? This just looks too cool." And you got you know the the, the when they have seven outdoor rinks yeah. over there. I mean, dude, it was really, really cool. And then the whole, uh, like, not the vibe of it all, but just, just how it looked. It just, it was aesthetically pleasing. That's what I wanted to say. It's just, yeah. It was aesthetically pleasing. Everything looked. And honestly, it felt almost closer. You were there, so you can touch on this more. The ice almost felt closer to the fans than in any other Winter Classic I've seen. Almost yeah, it was like the fans are so far away. And then this one, and one of the views, they were right behind the ice. I mean, it was right there. The yeah, uh, uh, I think it was. It would have been the the, the opposite side of where I was. It was, it was right where there. the Wild were shooting twice, I think. 
And yeah, some of the fans were like probably 20 feet. So I was, I was on the side. Yeah. I was on the side where the wild were defending in the first and third period. So I was behind Kakanen and uh, Talbot, you know, while they were uh, in the, in the first and third there. And I started out, uh, I bought my tickets way back when the, you know, shout out to our good friend, Aaron Lowry. She uh, hooked me up. And so I bought our tickets before they were available. They were on, on the presale there and, you know, paid, paid the good chunk of change. Cause like it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. You absolutely have to do it. I got a yep. uh, front row of the nose front row of the upper deck. And that was awesome. That was like a great, great, great spot to watch. And so my dad and my brother and I are, we're, we pull up, we're up there. We're, ha- we're enjoying the game. We're having a good time. And I start to notice midway through the second period. And I don't know if it's because it was minus 16 degrees before wind chill, or if it is because the blues had scored like three or four goals in a row, but I noticed people in the lower level starting to leave and not come back. And so during the, uh, during the secondary mission, I just said, fuck it. I, I saw almost an entire row in the front row, completely, completely empty. And I was like, well, shit, like I can just go and pretend like, you know, I belong. And so I did. And so I watched the entire third period from the front row of the winter classic. And it was incredible. It helps too, that that was the period where we decided to wake up and play wild hockey. And it was awesome. I will say it was a little difficult to see the goals, to see the actual play at when the wild were on offense, because it was on the opposite side and you're a little bit lower than. Yeah. You don't want to be too low. Yeah. So I may have actually gone a little bit too low, but the thing is, you could hear everything. Like I could hear Dumba chirping. I don't know how, but like, it was unbelievable. At one point I heard uh, somebody tell Binner to shut up um, and keep his nose out of it. Oh wait, you can't, which I thought was (laughs) a very funny, big nose joke. It was super, super cool. The, the people were awesome. The game was freeze your tits off cold, but I layered up like crazy and then I liquored up like crazy. So I stayed pretty warm for most of it. I actually, I had this like gigantic green uh, snowmobile jacket that I was wearing for most of the day. And I got to the point where I was like, I'm actually a little warm with this and I can't move. So I was like, I'm jumping around enough anyway that I took off my big coat. So I'm wearing like long johns and like two t-shirts and a hoodie and then a Capri soft jersey over that and I was like I think I'm good I think I'm good and if I'm not I'll just go and get a drink or something turns out it was so cold you cannot have a beer there we uh I went and I ordered a drink and I got I got myself a golden light because god bless golden light and we can't get those here in North Carolina so the only chance I really get to drink them is when I go back home and so I order I order a tall boy golden light and I drink it at like a normal pace, but a little bit quicker because I'm thinking, you know, oh, it's pretty cold out. I probably want to drink this quick. And I get about a third of the way through the beer. And it has already started to turn into a slushy. And I go, uh-oh. So I start drinking a little bit faster. And I didn't even, I didn't get to finish that first beer because 
it had basically turned to ice by the end of it. And I'm sure as you're listening to this podcast, you have probably seen the pictures that people were posting all over Twitter, Instagram and everything of like their beers turning into uh, snowballs and people's like mustaches freezing and things like that. I can't grow facial hair very well. So I'm very blessed in that way. But, you know, I know like John Merrill was hurting at one point. (laughs) Yeah. And so anyway, so I go and I get a second beer and I go, all right, well, this time I just need to chug it. You know, I'm going to basically chug it in like two bursts because they're tall boys and I've been drinking since 9 a.m. So I go and I do that and I crack and I chug the first half and I go to chug the second half and it's already a slushy. And it's been like maybe, maybe 10 seconds, maybe. And it was, I was like, okay, well, you know what? I don't want to waste any more beer. I'm going to stick to the uh, the fireball minis that I brought into the game. And then I ran into our friends from Hannish Bakery up in Red Wing, Minnesota. And we like, it, like they had a jersey, they had custom jerseys that said Hannish on it. And I was like, well, there's no way that it's not these guys. And so we all, we like recognized each other in like the same moment. They were like, Dev. And I was like, Hannish Bakery guys. And, <laughs> and, and then they were like, let's take a picture. Also, you want some fireball? And they pulled out like a fifth of fireball. And I was like, sure. <laughs> so hey, shout out, shout out to those guys, man. They rock. They really know how to treat a, uh, a fella. Let me tell you. Hey, they know, and, how to treat, they know how to treat a fella. And they also know how to make some kick ass bakery goods. And absolutely. Specifically, sugar cookie. Frosted sugar cookie from Hamish Bakery are the fucking bomb. And I will not hear anything else. Yes, continue on. If you're, uh, no, I mean, that's 100%. Uh, I'm really glad that you took the time there to uh, to shout that out. Um, Great place. Yeah, big shout out to them. I the next time I'm back in Minnesota, I'm going to definitely have to make a way up to Red Wing or something or order from them, get something figured out because I got to support the support the crew there because they absolutely rock. Um, And yeah, and so then uh, my my dad, my brother, we got separated and it was so cold that my phone died. So it was just me by myself in the front row for the final like 10 minutes of the game or so. And I just started making friends with people. And I would go up and I'd be like, hey, I know you don't know me, but uh, I'm from North. I live in North Carolina. I'm from here. Uh, Can you just take a picture of me on your phone and like text it to me? And they were like, sure, because Minnesotans are the greatest people on the planet. They're just terrific. And they're like, yeah, absolutely. So like I did like a whole like thing with like different strangers and then other people saw what was happening and then they came up and were like, hey, can we take a picture of like you doing whatever? And then I guess some of them like didn't. I probably took pictures with like a bunch of strangers who thought I was somebody important. And then they were like, let me text you. Let me text you this picture. What's your number? And I would give it to them. And I, I probably took like 20 of them and I got like 12 back. So like shout out to the front row crew of section one Oh three. I also, when you talking about how cold it was and being freezing, I thought it'd be kind of cool for my aspect of watching um, they talked about the guy in between the benches. It wasn't Pierre for this game, but I don't remember who it was. But he was, was it Weeks? About, no, I honestly can't remember who it was. But he, he was talking about how many of the, the players were actually kneeling on the bench, and there was a little area where heat would come through. They had like heated something. 
and they're oh. all putting their skates. <laughs> they're all yeah. leaning forward, putting their skates on it, and it just brought me back to skating on the outdoor rig. That's what you do. You find the you know the heater and put your skates as far as you can do it, and you know it would start burning the the, the rubber on the top of the skates. Like, that's exactly what they're doing. They're warming their yeah. Toes. No, that's awesome. Their toes are frozen. <laughs> you imagine blocking a shot off the toes. Oh my god. Her. I think I broke a toe just thinking about that. I'd be like, okay. We had a good year. Yeah, We had a good time. I'm going to go in the house now. Yeah, I can't imagine. I I truly, like, shout out to Talbot. Shout out to Kakinen. Shout out to Bennington. Fuck him, but shout out to him. Oh, my God. Being a goalie in that must have fucking sucked. Oh, that would have been terrible. Oh, my God. Terrible. Imagine Bennington when there were no shots going. Oh my god, yeah. That that second period for Bennington, he must have like he must have got into the got into the room and been like, Oh my god, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh my good lord. That was hot water, It was so cold. It was so cold. It was so cold that normally for these games they put like a little like cooling thing to keep make sure that the ice stays cold so that we don't have a, a you know fiasco like last year's outdoor series in uh was it Lake Tahoe was that last year oh two years God. ago no. where the ice fucking melted so like normally what they do is they put like a little like cooling pad it was Vegas right Vegas and I think Colorado right it was Vegas and Colorado yeah and yeah and so uh normally what they do is they put like a cooling pad to try and offset that they actually put a heating pad down so that the yeah. ice didn't get too cold so that you couldn't skate on it, which is like crazy to think about. No, it was, uh, it was definitely chilly. So, I mean, it's yeah. going to be interesting to see Minnesota and St. Louis not, you know, play in a game where it's freezing cold. And uh, yeah, I feel like you can't judge that matchup too harshly. And that, no, and that's I th- what I loved. I loved because the TNT guys afterwards, they're talking about the wild. They're like, I mean, what can you really say? These guys are tough favorites. You know they are. And it's an outdoor game. I'm not going to they, they it, it was weird because usually Minnesota fans are so used to seeing just getting shit up. You know, yeah. like after a game like that. Oh, yep. They showed you why they're not a tough favorite. They showed you why they're going to pull yeah. out. And no, it was the opposite. It was like that. Uh, you're not going to put too much weight into this game. It was, you know, negative a million. Guys were not skating to their 100% all. So I, I, I'm just excited to see these two teams match up because the Blues, uh, Jordan Cairo, my Lord, that's a good player right there. They got some uh, They got some skaters on that team there. Yeah, no, I'm I'm glad you brought up like kind of the rest of the season and what to expect from the Blues because the Blues-Wild rivalry this year – is going to be very interesting to watch. Um, we we met a fan before the game at the 10K watch party, which, like, as a side note, I'll, I'll tell more of this in the uh, in a minute here. As a side note, it was great for me. I, I've been working with 10K for two years, and for the first time ever, I got a chance to meet some of these guys. Uh, I obviously didn't get a chance to meet Zooch because he was out with kind of the Rona, kind of the flu, kind of the black We're calling cold cold vid that's not, good i like that the, not in the disrespectful way that these uh, other people are using it but yeah cold vid but like it started sincerely with a cold, yeah it started with a cold but felt like more towards the end so we're just gonna yeah i think it. i think it might just be called the flu yeah well 
<laughs> in, in this day and age of not knowing what anybody has and being tested for COVID when I have a fucking sniffed nose, yeah. And everything yeah. is kind of getting whatever. Which is a bummer. And I am I am really bummed that I didn't get to meet Zooch, uh, you, Zooch, because uh, you know, FaceTiming you from the basement bar in Minneapolis is not quite the same. <laughs> yeah. It sucks because I've been to, like, like Jack was saying, I mean, me and Jack. Well, Jack is the other guy almost, I missed, too, because yeah, Jack apparently it, works the worst job in the world and had to work on New Year's Day. Yeah, that, that was weird because I work retail. If you listen to the podcast, you're on a meat cutter. So it was weird. I actually had that day off on the schedule, even if I wasn't sick. So it made it really weird that I had that day off and then Jack had to work. I was like, this is weird. This is yeah. usually the polar opposite of how it goes down, but neither of us could make it because, you know. Yeah, no, it, 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 that definitely sucked. And I was bummed. I was bummed that I didn't get to meet you too. I was super, super stoked. Uh, I was super, super stoked that I got to meet wags and jj and and veach and marlo and eli and adam and the the funniest though is i met i meet kid jen for the first time in person and he just recognizes me immediately and the way that i meet him is he walks over and he goes hey boys i got shots oh shit dev's here i gotta go get another shot and i was like (laughs) okay we go he brings over another shot we do a tequila shot and then he leaves and i don't see him again for like an hour and then the next time i see him uh, somebody is talking to him at the bar and they're like, Hey man, where's your girlfriend? Where's your girlfriend? And he's like sitting there talking to a, a lovely young lady at the bar. And so I decided to go intervene. I go, Hey man, he doesn't have a girlfriend. He is a fiance. And the gal that he was talking to is her. And I was like, Oh yeah. You could pick is. her out of a lineup. Yeah, I was like, I, you know, like I, I probably could pick her out of a lineup if you told me she was in there. But if I didn't know, then I had no chance. And that was exactly what happened. <laughs> And so I go, hey, man, back off. He's got a fiancé. And I said it kind of like sassy, too. And she lost her shit. She was like, I like this guy. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) So after the first round of shots, but between the second one, when I lost Jenner, um, we're just sitting there talking hockey. And somebody goes to me and goes, hey, I think that might be John Hamm at the bar. And I was like, "Eh, I don't know about that. And I look over, and there's this, like, tall, handsome guy and an Alex Steen jersey. And I was like... I mean, you know, John Hamm is famously a St. Louis fan. I remember, sure, why not? It's plausible, I guess. He turns around. I go, oh, fuck, that's John Hamm. And he heard me say it. And I was like, all right, that's awkward. That's uh, that's really awkward. So uh, I guess I got to go introduce myself now. I go, hey, hey, John, nice to meet you. Let me buy you a beer. And he goes, oh, yeah, sure, man. No problem at all. Uh, here to have a good time. I got to meet, got to meet my buddy who uh, lives in Edina up here in Mini. So John Hamm, first of all. Mini guy mini. confirmed. Big mini guy. Um, and and then he's got close friends in Edina. I mean, where got, else would they be? He's got a close <laughs> friend in it. He's got a close friend in Edina. And JJ hears that and he goes, ha, fucking cake eater. <laughs> Jesus. And so then John and I get to talking and we're just shooting the breeze. And then his uh, girlfriend walks over and he goes, hey, would you give my girl a drink too? I was like, yeah, absolutely. He goes, what are, uh, what are you going to get us? I go, I'm having a Mick Golden. It's like a a Minnesota light beer delicacy staple staple here. He goes, yeah, yeah, no, man, I'll do do what the locals do. Let's go. He's having, he's like so, so nice about it. And so I order four McGoldens, one for me, one for JJ, one for John Hamm, one for his uh, wonderful girlfriend, Anna. And as I'm doing that, my brother 
and my dad come back over and I like bump into them again. I'm like, Hey guys, what's up? My brother now lives in St. Louis. And for Christmas, he got a authentic Jersey from his girlfriend's parents. And it's a Ryan O'Reilly captain Jersey. And my brother has become a traitor and is now a blues fan. John Hamm reaches over and unbeknownst to me had been shooting this shit with my brother earlier because he walked in and saw a guy in a blues jersey. He goes, blues fan. Nice. Sup, bro. And so then he goes and he sees my brother and he doesn't know that we're related. And he like taps me on the shoulder, like from behind and gives my brother knucks like over me. And he goes, yeah, I'm getting this fucking idiot right here to buy me a bunch of drinks in like a funny jerky, you know, chop, chopping it up way. And I just start laughing. He goes, I'm really glad you heard that. I didn't want to sound like an asshole. And I was like, no, 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 man, you're totally cool. And so as we're doing that, he pulls out his phone and he starts showing us pictures of the blues cup, like aftermath where he's like, he showed, he showed a picture of him like chugging champagne out of the cup. Uh, He's holding the cup up underneath the St. Louis arch. He got to do all this super cool stuff. And he's telling us this story about this guy that he knows that is a diehard Cubs fan. And when they were in the, the Cubs were in the world series, this guy was like, I don't know if I'm going to go. And he goes, dude, the Cubs haven't won a world series in a hundred years. It could be another hundred years before they're even in there. You're a fucking millionaire go. And so John Hamm's like out there just doing that or whatever. And then, you know, we're all like, Oh yeah, you know, we're not millionaires and we would, you know, take out a little credit card or whatever. It's a bunch of dumb bullshit. And so we're just shooting the breeze with him for like 20 minutes. And then finally he goes, all right, let's go. Let's get a picture. I got to go meet my buddy. And we're like, oh yeah, sweet, man. Thanks so much. Awesome. You rock. And John Hamm, nicest dude. So unbelievably nice. Last thing he says before he heads out, he goes, hey man, I hope it's not this year. And I hope it's not tonight, but uh, this wild team, this they're going to be really good for a while. I think they're going to win a cup in the near future. And I was like, all right, John Hamm confirmed. Bill Guerin truther, Bill Guerin believer. <laughs> I mean, that's, that is kind of the feeling around the league, I feel like. More and more people are realizing this wild team is for real. More and more people are realizing uh, they probably aren't going okay. They got a lot of, you know, prospects and young guns coming up through the ranks. Sure. Are you going to have some, you know, contract issues in the near future? Yeah. But yeah. is that a good issue to have? So, because that means you have people who have panned out and you have people who are working out and you have players that, you know, are actually something, not players that, you know, oh, are they going to prove it on this next prove it deal? Yeah. We got them for, four, you know, I mean, kind of like Ryan Hartman. That was another deal that people on the surface at the beginning of it before obviously scored a team high, whatever goals he's got now. But I mean, they look at it and you go, Another proven deal for someone who, you know, could be talented. Is did it people really hate that deal? No, when it happened, I, I, like I, I, in I'm real time, did, did people not like the Ryan Hartman deal? No, I'm not saying people hated it, but I'm saying it's just another deal for another player that's not, you know, a top six guy. Sure, sure. But I got you. Okay, I follow now. A top six guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, if I got you now. Deals, you kind of have to have these guys sign proven deals, but it gets so tiring when it's always proven deals for these guys. It's always, okay. Zucker, you know, we can't give him a huge, big money, big term because it's like, well, are you going to be able to score? 30 he's going to have three. He's going to have three years where he's at like 18 goals. And then on the fourth right. year, on, on the final year of the deal, he's going to pop off for 38. Exactly. And it's just that's what it's always been like the past almost like eight, nine years with the Wild. They've had these teams. It's like, damn, 
they got all these pieces, they got all these talented players, but they always kind of fizzle out and they never really finish their contracts on high notes. So it's nice to see someone like Hartman, you know, get a proven deal and realize, hey, prove it now. I want to make big money in the league, and damn it, he's proven it. So yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see if we can get some more Ryan Hartman deals because now we're going to need those types of deals. So I don't know. I'm just excited, and I'm glad other people are seeing it. You know, I'm glad someone else said to you, "Hey, I can see you seeing more of the cup here in the near future." Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Also, like one of the things with um, you always hear the thing with like celebrity celebrity sports fans where they're like they're fans of the team because they you know they feel like they should be fans or whatever. John Hamm knows his shit. He was like, "Hey, what do you think about the the trade between the two AHL guys that the Wild and Blues swapped out like three days before?" Which was very weird because we traded for a guy that we initially traded the rights for when yeah. we got Craig No, I mean, I, I didn't even think about that. That's a great, yeah, it's a great callback. Because I mean, what was the, what was the point of that trade? I mean, I don't, I really don't see Will Benton. I've heard, I've, I've heard the name. It's not like he was a, you know, a bad player for the Iowa Wild. So I, just, I'm a little, really, that's all. It's just kind yeah. Of like, okay, I mean, we swap two guys who are essentially the same. Yeah, I no. Like, I, mean, I mean, really, the two AHLers. My theory on that is basically the wild know that Will Bitten is not the guy for like a bottom six NHL role. And so they basically took a flyer on maybe Nolan Stevens can be that guy. Maybe. It's a no, no risk. It's a great name. Great name. I mean, you, I can hear that in a bottom six role for the Minnesota wild, you know? Yeah, absolutely. One of our bottom six wingers and, Nolan Stevens. I don't know. He's got a name. He does have a name. He kind of looks like um, he's pretty handsome too. Like he kind of looks like the uh, the fella uh, who plays Bucky in the NCU. Oh, Sebastian, Stan. T- Sebastian Stan. Yeah. Hey, I was I was once told grow my hair up. I was also much younger and a much more fit and attractive lad back then. <laughs> I look like Sebastian Stan as well. Ooh, there you go. Girlfriend's friends told me that, and I was like, at first, I was like, that's when I didn't watch MC movies. Oh, that's a threat. That's a threat. I was threat. like, yeah, right. I was like, who the hell is that? Your girlfriend is, <laughs> no, your your girlfriend is not friends with that girl anymore, is she? <laughs> no, I actually don't think so. But <laughs> either, <laughs> either way, it was kind of funny because I, I got all like, defensive. I saw a picture, I was like, hey. <laughs> was, like, <laughs> then you Google the guy, and you're like, oh, it. fuck yeah, go me. Bucky Stan, like Bucky's one of my favorite characters. So, Glad that worked out for you, man. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't ever see it, but I guess someone else did. <laughs> I yeah, good for you. Hey, listen, always take the compliment in a situation exactly, like that. That's what I said. Always take it. Um, okay, let's let's wrap this up with a couple of quick predictions. The Wild have the most un like the most absurd schedule right now. They are going to have played between December 16th and January 16th. They will have played eight games total, eight games between eight games in a month. That's 
stupid. That's Dude, five or eight. Awful. It's still, it, it's not. I don't understand. Like, I don't want to get into. Listen, you know, we never get into the political aspect of all this. I just find it weird that last season we didn't deal with any of this shit. There wasn't. I, was there a shutdown last year? Were there like cancellations that you could remember? I don't remember there being cancellations. Not, not I, this bad, frankly, but yeah, the Vancouver Canucks and I think the Senators both had like. Um, oh yes, at the end of last season, yes, there were some teams that were out of the playoff race that shut down. Season, and they kept playing because it was weird because I remember I think it was the Canucks. They played a they played their last regular season game yes. after like game four between the Wild and Vegas. And I was like, weird. that's stupid. Weird. But I, I don't know, man. With all these with all the vaccines and all the testing, it's like how are we still dealing with these shutdowns, man? This is Two years of this now. It's like, yeah. I'm still dealing with this. This, there's, this should be last season. Honestly, it should have been. You could it. say, yeah, there's fans in the stands. There's, you know, other aspects that go into it. But it's like, hey, the Wild played a seamless season last year and you got through it. Yeah. They are I mean, we had, we did have a two week, we did have a two week stretch last year where we didn't, we didn't miss any games, but we had a lot of guys out. So like it did happen, not just not here. not anywhere near this bad. And to be I'm fair, I'm not going to sit here and bitch about you know. Oh, yeah, they should just be playing the games. Fuck COVID, because you know me. That's not. Yeah, know, no, 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 no. That's not what we're just, saying. You know, sports. But, bigger than sports. It just seems weird. It's just weird that this year it seems like it's getting so bad now. And like they're canceling games left and right. The Wild have played eight games in a month. Well, and in fairness, in fairness. It's because only like three or four games got actually postponed, or I think it was five games got postponed for the Wild. Um, next week was supposed to be a mini buy anyway. There was like like five or six games between games. And anyway. they're not doing the Olympic buy now. I'm pretty sure they. they yeah, they've already buy. they've already announced that the Olympic buy is no longer, and that's when they're that three week window is where they're going to make up all the missed games. Fine with me, man. Yeah. We can get the season. Well, actually, it doesn't mean anything about getting the season done sooner. If we had all these, they won't. Yeah, they won't be. Up. It won't be done any sooner. But it'll definitely, it'll definitely help make sure that it doesn't go into you know July again. So we don't have two you know meaningless teams playing in July when the yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> They're still playing. Nobody likes that. Nobody likes that. Yeah. So we we we've gotten a little yeah. bit off topic. Um. It's relevant, but a little bit off topic. Before we head out, the Wild are at the Bruins and then uh, home against the Capitals between now and when we will next uh, next speak. We'll end the episode the way we end every episode, by giving our Wild takes. My Wild take, Rossi and Boldy are both going to get a point in their debut, and I think there's going to be three points between the two of them. I think one of them, I'm not sure which, is going to have a multi-point game. I think, I, I, I think that we're going to wind up seeing some sort of combination of like Rossi with the two assists and Boulder with a goal or Rossi with a goal and assist and Boulder with a goal. I, I don't know why. I just, I can't get, I can't stop picturing Boldy definitely scoring a goal and I'm not sure why. So 
you know, maybe I'm just manifesting it into existence. Who knows? Hard, hard to say for sure. I, we, we know, we do know right now that Rossi is going to be more or less. So here's the lines that Russo tweeted out uh, by the time we listened to this yesterday. Kaprizov, Hartman, Zuccarello, top line. Sure. Absolutely. Let's keep that line together. They've been rocking it for, you know, a month and a half now. And then your second line, you have Felino, Rossi, Fiala. I love that. Absolutely love that. Then you have Boldy, Goudreau, Duhame on the third line. And then you I have... I really love that, too. Honestly, that's, a fun, I, that's a fun line. Fun line right there. That's going to be a fun line. Have and then... about Freddie already? Come on. Yeah. Freddie, he's a good player. He's skilled. And then your, uh, your fourth line is some combination of Dewar, Pitlick, Sturm, Bukestad. At the at the time of the tweet, the fourth, fourth, yeah, that's that's a solid. That's a a fine fourth line, whatever the combo is. At the time, uh, Rusa tweeted out. He also added Rask in that, so there was five dudes practicing on the fourth line, and then obviously Rask got waived. Which, like, gut feeling. I don't know this. We have no insider info except for sometimes when we do. Which, by the way, talk to Marco's dad. He is so excited. Uh, So we're gonna work on trying to get him on the pod, but. Michael Rossi is going to be up at like four in the morning watching his son make his NHL debut. And he is so happy and it is the sweetest and cutest thing ever. He rocks. It is. I want to read this to you because he, he, uh, he sent me a little message and he was like, we're, we're getting all teary eyed. says, thank you so much for uh, reaching out. I'm very proud, very excited for Marco. This is an emotional moment for us. Just let it go. And then like the arm pump emoji. Hey man, I, I'm I think that Oko is my cat. Just went for a second. Yeah, I guess cats do. Gonna, hey, hey, We're almost done here. Calm down. Zooch, did I ever tell you just as a quick quick aside before you get to that? Did I ever tell you what my dad calls cats? What he calls them fourth down animals because you have to decide if you're going to punt or kick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's fair. Yeah, uh, so, uh, just quick, uh, just a quick disclaimer. Don't come at us, Peta. That's a fucking joke. Just fucking relax. We don't actually want to kick his cat. Big fan of cats. This is a pro cat podcast. All right, fuck off, Peta. Yeah. So anyway, big fan. Giant, pro, super pro animal podcast well, here. I, I can I can say from the whole state of Minnesota right now, we're very excited to see Marco Rossi make his debut. Because oh, we sure are. They're I mean, there's fans out there. They're the casual fan. When we drafted him, they knew it was big because it it, it wasn't just you're drafting this kid who's probably going to be an NHL superstar. You were drafting him at ninth overall after everyone skipped over him. Yeah. So not only are you getting this raw talent stud, but you're also getting him when he's disrespected. He's going to feel like okay, all these people went over me. That that isn't going to fly. Not only that. Boldy debuting with him in his hometown. Top, in his hometown, was a top fifteen draft pick. I, I don't know what. I mean, this is such an exciting time to be a Wild fan, and I just hope they're patient because these guys are good players. They're not going to come up here and light it up immediately. God damn it! They're Why'd not- you tell me that after my Wild take? <laughs> Two assists and a goal. Okay, that's I know. I'm just lighting fucking- it up, but you know what I mean. Though. I'm just fucking with you. You know, five goals and ten assists in their first five games. Yeah, no, that's probably like not that. going to happen. 
but you're going to notice them. You're going to notice their speed. You're going to notice Boldy on the power play getting to the open area, taking one-timers. You're going to notice Rossi knowing where to be. And I think Rossi and Kaprizov together has a very underrated tone to it. Because I don't, yeah, the I way agree. Rossi plays almost mimics the way Kaprizov plays. They, they have, they have the same vision. Exactly. And, and I think having two of those players on the ice, possibly at the same time, they're going to be on the power play together, and I'm so excited. Yeah, and, and and we talked about this before we were recording. Can you imagine these two do come up and light it up like how everyone wants them to? They just got two more weapons to add to. Harrison Equity comes back to Brody and to Spurgeon. And now you got a fully healthy team that was already number one in the Central with two young studs just, you know, waiting in the wings. So... I mean, this is an exciting time. We're going to see what the wild future looks like in the next coming weeks, and I'm really excited for it. As am I. It, uh, it's a very exciting time to be a wild uh, wild fan. I was going to say, it is exciting. To be, it is a great time. It's to exciting be to be a wild, too. That's the second time I've done that today. <laughs> You're listening to the wild podcast. <laughs> For the first time in like eight months, I fucked up the intro and then I fucked it up again. So <laughs> we actually had to do it over. Right. Classic. Had, I'm pretty sure I got my wild take now. In yeah, fact, man. I don't know if you're going to like mine because it kind of goes against what you had said. About oh, this would be good. We haven't had an adversarial one in a while. I'll take to go. You, uh, you claim the blues were going to fall off and they weren't going to be uh, um central team. Yeah. I think it's going to be your Minnesota Wild versus the St. Louis Blues round one of this year's Stanley Cup playoffs. And I think it's going to be two and three. I don't know who's going to be the higher seed, but I think it's going to be Blues Wild round one of the Stanley Cup playoffs this year. I do think the Wild win. God, I hope. I hope series. that you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the matchup with the Blues, but I do think the Wild are winning a playoff series this year. We also touched on this off the mic. Yeah. They're winning a playoff series this year. So I don't care who they play. They, they, shit, they can go in Colorado round one. I don't care. They're winning the playoff series this year. And I think it's going to be against the Blues round one. They're that would be fun. I mean, that I, is one thing. I, I, I didn't know this, but apparently some people don't like the way that the division playoff format is. Where it, like, no, now it it's has terrible, to... actually. I don't like it either. It's I, not a good format. I don't <laughs> love it. I don't love it. But it makes sense to me. It does make sense. It makes Why sense to me. And divisions together. It, it makes sense. Making, to, it's the playoffs. You know, well, hang on. Let me finish. It makes sense to me because if the Wild wind up, if the Wild do wind up playing the Blues, every single fan from both sides is going to remember the last time that the Wild played the Blues in the playoffs in what was it, twenty sixteen. Everybody's going to remember that five, six, seven years later. (laughs) Yeah, we're all all the fans are going to remember that, and all that means all the wild fans are going to be like anxious as fuck until you know twenty minutes after the game winner is you know the final game is decided in the wild's favor. But everybody that everybody's going to remember that, even like the you know the quote unquote casual fans, which like by the way, you guys rock, keep it up. Um, Everybody's going to remember that. And they're going to remember how awful that was. And so if and when we do win, that catharsis is going to be just incredible. 
it's gonna be one of those things where it's like okay we all we all remember you know kind of like how bad that series was and then we get over the hump doesn't matter that it's six seven years later and i think literally nobody on that team is still with the team except for like spurgeon and brodeen and dumba i think i literally i think those are the only three players that are still on the team but spurgeon's gonna fucking remember dumba's gonna remember brodeen's brodeen's gonna remember like fuck yeah i I agree like i like that you can get these matchups like not the same matchups over and over and over again because i kind of get boring but you'll get these matchups that are going to double up. You know, you're going to play the Blackhawks and the Cats. You're going to play the Blues. You're going to play the Avalanche. It, right. Just, you're going to play those teams. What I liked back in the day, you had one versus eight, two versus you know seven, three versus six. You had the three division winners getting the top three seeds, and everyone fills an asterisk. That was fun. I liked having you know the top three teams of your division winners, and you know you just fill in everybody after it. You don't have to have the divisions playing, you know. The the first the first place in the division is going to play the first wild card. Then you're going to match up the two division opponents. I don't like that. I I feel like it's the playoffs. If you're if you oh, you relax, dude. chill out, buddy. <laughs> dude, okay, <laughs> okay. I just feel like if you, you know you're going to play your division all year round. See that team in the first round of the playoffs playing a seven game series. You know you can match up against a team from. Oh, okay, so it's... so yeah. Let me let me clarify. Last year, with the way that the whole division thing, with the way the divisions were like realigned for COVID, or whatever, and like as the the Honda West division or whatever, like that sucked to play the whole time yes. and then immediately go and play your division opponent. That sucked. When you only play your division opponent like three or four times out of eighty two, that's fine. Right. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Yeah, you're not wrong either. There, they. We, it's not like they're playing their division opponents all the time. Yeah, like, when, we, when you play, when you play 56 games and and seven of them are against the same team, and you right. just play that, like, and then you go and you play seven more. Like we played what was it was like we played something like 20 games 14, against Vegas dude. in a calendar year. Like that sucked. That was not fun. But yeah, that, that, by the end of it, those teams really, fucking hated each other, and that was pretty it, fun. It really wasn't. Though, if you think about it, when they're playing in the division, and then at the end of the year, you're still really going against, you know, your third place. If you finish second in your division, you're playing a third place team. Yeah, and but you're playing. But like that's the thing, though, is you're playing everybody. You're playing everybody in your. You're playing everybody in the league twice for the most part, right? And right. your division, you play basically two extra times you're not really going to have that much animosity unless you have like a weird situation yeah. where you, you play them like four times in a row. I guess you're right. I, I feel like it's the, the, that last season really kind of last season sucked. I agree. Yeah, I think no, everybody I mean, agreed there. And last season almost made you view this playoff format that they use right now as the same. And it's not, the more you talk about it, it's like, okay, sure. You may play the blues three times. You match up against them in the playoff. What's the difference if you're playing a team from the Pacific that you play three times too. Right, exactly. But, like we're going to play yeah. the Florida Panthers twice and we're obviously not going to see them in the first first round right. of the playoffs or anything. Right. But at the same, you know, like we're going to play the Panthers, the Hurricanes <laughs> and the Capitals. Like we play all of them twice and then, you know, we play the Avalanche three times and you're supposed to, you're telling me that that somehow is worse. Like I, I don't right. buy that. No, I agree. No, we just 
this is why this is why it's good. You got to talk it through. You got to you know, <laughs> got to see both sides. Too bad more people can't do this now. Right, it's a tough. nice, a nice healthy discussion between exactly. friends. <laughs> it doesn't turn into people. You motherfucker! Literally, we go on anywhere now. That's why in the middle of it, we're talking about you know COVID. I had to give the disclaimer. Hey, don't tell me it ain't like that. Yeah, right. It ain't like I'm sitting out here saying, I don't go get vaccinated and do this. It's a fraud. This is all fake. No, that's not what we're talking about. But yeah. No, I'm with you 100%. Let's just hope, let's just hope uh, this little phase that the NHL is going through and all the other sports for that matter. I mean, it's affected. We watched it affect our favorite football team on Sunday night as, uh, uh, as, as our Lord and Savior, Sean Mannion, made the start in place of Kirk Cousins. He just sucked. Listen, listen. <laughs> so one of the best parts about my trip back home is – my parents kind of starting to finally understand, you know, what 10 K is all about and what all that is. Cause it's one of those things like, you know, that's not, it's not really, my parents are not the target demo of what, what we're doing here at 10 K and that's just fine. And that's okay. And so my dad getting to meet all the, meet the whole crew and everything that I think helped go a long way for them to kind of understand what, what it is that we're all about. Well, my dad is very openly not a Kirk cousins guy. He says he's a fine quarterback and a terrible leader, and we'll leave it at that because we don't need to have this discussion because you can go anywhere on the internet and yeah, watch and this happening. discussion happen, and, um, and that's not what you're here for. What you are here for, though, is my dad having a conversation. Some, um, you know, obviously John Madden passed away last last week, and that was very, you know, that's a very sad moment. He did so much for the game of football. He's a great guy, incredible thing. Um, and then my dad wore a Raiders hoodie to the basement bar out of respect for John Madden and also because it was just warm and he could put it on underneath his uh, winter coat and like still move. So that was – what was that? And my dad meets Jake and Wags for the first time. And Wags goes, actually, this is Kirk Cousins. This isn't uh, – Devin and Drewson is Jake. I don't know what that's all about, but this is Kirk Cousins. and. Oh yeah, hey, how's it going? Uh, this is Kirk Cousins here. Uh, I just want to say, um, you know, mad respect to you for for wearing that Raiders hoodie in a in a Vikings bar, uh, you know, and all this. And uh, anyway, God bless Kirk Cousins. And obviously, when I do it, I sound like a fucking high Kermit the Frog. So like whatever. Yeah. But um, my dad lost his shit at that. It was so funny to watch that happen in front of me. And the and I. I must have told my dad Jake's name a hundred times. I don't think he knows Jake's name. I think he was like, "Hey, the Kirk Cousins guy." Dude, he. I mean, which is so good at the Kirk Cousins bit. Kirk which, Cousins followed us on Twitter. Yeah, He's so good at the bit that Kirk Cousins literally is like. I don't know. If, first of all, I thought the funniest thing of all time. <laughs> I told my girlfriend this. Yeah, Kirk saw it while he was playing. You know, blah blah blah. It's the first thing she says, she goes. Well, shouldn't we be focusing on the game? <laughs> I go, I go. Probably looked up in the crowd and saw Jake dipshit at ass standing there on the big screen with an "I am Kurt Cousins" sign, and he couldn't help but go. That guy kind of looks like me. What the hell is going That's on? That's awesome. There? I was like, 
he didn't. He wasn't like on the field saying, you know, red eighteen, red eighteen. Oh, look, hot. there's a guy oh, named wow, Kirk. There's a guy named Kirk <laughs> up there. Holy shit. <laughs> It'd be awesome if that was the case. That's fantastic. Um, I thought that was pretty funny. She's just like, wow, why is he looking up there? Shouldn't he be focusing on the game? I'm like, you fit in on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. Um, yeah, that that's truly terrific. We got to wrap up, though. It, uh, that is our time. Zooch. Great, great catching up with you. It's been too long. Let's let's please never go two weeks without talking on the podcast yeah. again because yeah, we need to. This is that was one of my favorite things, you know, that we had going every week. And then you got sick, and I was traveling, and then you were still sick, and so I'm just glad. I'm just glad yeah. that we're back right. here we, in 2022, the year of our Lord, where the Wild are going to compete for a Stanley Cup. Hey, we lucked up. The Wild didn't play many games. We didn't really have much to talk about. But we're That's back. true. We got the news of Rossi and Boldy. We had the Winter Classic, and now we got two big games coming up Thursday and Saturday. So, you know, enjoy it. Enjoy these times that we're in because look over to the other team in the state, the Minnesota Vikings, and things could always be a lot worse. So let's uh, let's be happy with what we got for the Wild right now. Absolutely. And that's going to do it for us. As always, thank you, the listener, for listening to the Wild Takes Podcast presented by 10,000 Takes. If you like the show, tell your friends. If you hate the show, tell your enemies. Either way, it's a win-win for you. Long live the piss missile. Let's go wild. Stay safe out there, folks. Don't get whatever the fuck Zooch has. (laughs) Get the fuck out of bed, bitch. Go. Wake up, bitch, get up. Well, my cat fell in the toilet. So. <laughs> I, dude, I, I've shut the lid since we got him. Dude, I've shut the lid every time. Are you kidding me, dude? <laughs> He's so... That's not toilet water on right? That's bath water? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you don't like being wet? Don't go in the toilet, you shit. <laughs> you fell in the toilet. <laughs> you are not a cat. Cause... Oh, I have tears in my eyes. Oh, that was so funny. Great job. Great job, toots. <laughs>